Welcome to the Houston Strength Podcast. Let's uncover your strength. What's going on, guys? This is Jordan with Houston Strength, and this is the Houston Strength Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to be talking about variables of intensity, load, volume, frequency, rest intervals, tempo, and exercise selection. So these are all ways that we can take a workout we're already doing and make it a little bit more difficult. So before we get into it, I want to briefly go over the different energy systems. I believe this is relevant and I think a misunderstood thing when it comes to programming for yourself or when we hit plateaus, why we might have hit those plateaus. So the big three are going to be the ATP, PC, or phosphagen system, the anaerobic or lactate system, and the aerobic system. So again, these different energy systems are going to be involved with different efforts that we give in the gym. So a shorter effort like a sprint, Olympic lifting, or throwing is going to be our ATP, our phosphocreatine system. Anaerobic efforts do not require oxygen and are going to be 30 seconds to three minutes in duration. This is when we get on the bike and do a one-minute max calorie test. And then lastly, our aerobic system, which requires oxygen. So this is longer durations, lower intensity. So this could be going for a light jog or cycling. So those three systems are going to be involved with everything we do in the gym. Most of the time when we approach going more intense, going harder in the gym, the most common way is just to go heavier, to increase the load. So that's the first thing we're going to talk about. So when we increase the load, most of the time, that's when the form starts breaking down and it can get more dangerous. So this is where accommodating resistance can come into play. So we can use chains and bands. Now, this is a little bit more of an advanced technique because we're overloading the movements in some cases, but by adding the chains and the bands on there, at the most vulnerable point of the movement, which is usually going to be the, like the bottom of a bench press or the bottom of a squat, that accommodating resistance is going to unload, which is going to give us more stability and allow us to power up out of the bottom of that movement. Also, when we use the bands, we get an overspeed eccentric effect, which is just a fancy way to say that the bands are going to accelerate us on the negative of the movement. So when we're going down, that band's going to be pulling us down even faster and our body's going to have to stabilize against that acceleration provided by the bands. And that's just another reason it's a more advanced technique, but if programmed properly, that can actually be a regression and a much safer way to train. Another way we can vary intensity via the load is to use a different type of load. So traditionally, we're going to use dumbbells, barbells, kettlebells, but it's great to mix in a sandbag. You can use battle ropes as resistance. We use some implements at the gym like the tidal tank, which is going to involve some kinetic energy that we have to overcome. And in turn, we're going to work our core more directly. So the next variable of intensity that I'm going to talk about is volume. So there's two main ways we can vary the volume in a workout and that's via reps or sets. So if I'm doing eight reps, if I want to make it harder, I'll do 10. If I'm doing five sets of eight, I'll add a six set of eight. We can also add exercises to the end of the workout to make the workout be a little bit longer. So we're 
intensifying the workout through volume by adding reps or sets or both into the workout. The next thing I want to touch upon is exercise frequency. So not only the muscle groups, but the energy systems like we talked about in the beginning of the podcast. So if I'm hitting a push-pull leg split twice a week, I'm hitting push, I'm hitting pull, I'm hitting legs. So my chest, shoulders, triceps on push day are getting hit on Monday. And then I touch them again on Thursday. If I wanted to make that more intense, I could throw in some more push workouts on my leg day. And I'm going to intensify my exercise program by hitting that muscle group more frequently. Or if I'm working on my ATP energy system, I want to increase my work capacity with sprints, I'm going to add sprints in at the end of my workout, or I'm going to add a supplementary sprint workout on a day where I might usually rest. And by hitting that energy system or muscle group multiple times in a training cycle, we're intensifying and hopefully achieving the training effect that we're going for. The next variable of intensity I want to talk about is rest intervals. So lower rest intervals will restrict our body's ability to recover. And in turn, we're going to make the workout harder. So the main thing we'll do with rest intervals, it depends on the energy system again, or the training goal I'm going for. So if I'm looking for muscular endurance, I may rest less than 30 seconds. Whereas if I'm working a hypertrophy range, I'm doing 12 sets of lat pull downs, I'm going to give myself up to 90 seconds. If I'm in a strength range, I'm doing a five by five on some squats. I'll give myself between two to five minutes on those heavier efforts. And this is something that I think is overlooked by many. But when you're training heavy like that, it takes the body some time to downregulate from those heavier efforts. So making sure that you're paying attention to your rest is very important. When we're in a power range, again, where we're, we're working on velocity-based training, you're going to need that two to five minutes on those heavy efforts. And we want to pay attention again to the exercise frequency. So how much time, not just between each set, but between hitting that muscle group or that energy system. So if I'm working in endurance range, I can hit that the next day. But if I'm hitting a hypertrophy range, strength, power, I might need two to three days to recover from those heavier efforts. So this is something that anybody can mix into their workouts. Just cut the rest down a little bit or restrict your workout to 40 minutes. Just set a timer and hit everything you had planned for the day within that time frame. And I think you'll be surprised how much more difficult that workout will be for you. The next variable I want to discuss is tempo. So visiting the triphasic model with Caldeets, we have three main phases. So we have eccentric, isometric, and concentric. So the eccentric, commonly called a negative, is when the muscle is lengthening. So this is when I'm coming down on the bench press or a squat, when I'm letting the bar up on a lat pull down, my back's stretching out, the muscles lengthening. Next is going to be our isometric. And what isometric means, there's no change in the muscling. So the ways we achieve an isometric effect in our workout is adding in pauses. So if I'm doing a bench press at the bottom, I'll just hang out there for 
two to six seconds usually is what I'll program. Or I can do partials against an immovable object. So this is a pin press. This is me pushing against the wall. I can achieve an isometric by just pushing the top of a push-up position. There's a lot of ways to achieve isometrics. I think they're great and very low stress if done properly on the joints. Next, the concentric. So this is the shortening cycle. This is when the muscle is contracting. So when I'm benching again, since we've been talking about that, this is the press. This is when I'm on the way up, the ascent. And the ways we can make this more intense is do it in an explosive manner. So this is our dynamic efforts where we're pressing fast with maximal intent, or we can do it at a slower tempo as well. So bodybuilders will do this a lot where they'll do the press slow and lower slowly. You know, you can play around with all three of those. And typically you're going to see the format of eccentric, isometric, concentric. So you could go two, one, one, two second negative, one second pause, one second press. Definitely something that should be in every workout program. I don't care who you are. Play around with the tempo. Bridging into our last point of intensity we're going to talk about today is exercise selection. So play around with the positions that you're in. If I'm doing an overhead press, I'll do that overhead press kneeling. I'll go into a half kneeling position. I can introduce unstable environments. We love the sand dune stepper at the gym. You could stand on a BOSU ball. Not a fan myself, but it definitely will make out the workout more intense. And we can also choose unilateral movements. So if I'm doing a bent over row, I can switch to a single arm dumbbell bent over row. And that's going to put more demands on my core to stabilize throughout the movement. There's a lot of different ways we can make your workout more intense just by looking at the movement pattern we have planned for the day and thinking of a more advanced way to hit it or a safer way to hit it if you're trying to work around an injury. Hope this has been helpful and I look forward to doing some more of these in the future. Sorry for the delay on this one. I was a little under the weather last week, but we're back to it. If you're interested in training with us, please visit our website, houstonstrength.com. You can get a free week of our online programming via the Train Heroic app. If you are local to Houston, Texas, please fill out the form. We'll contact you and we can get you into the gym for a session. Thanks guys for listening and I look forward to being back next week with some more information. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to catch the next episode of the Houston Strength Podcast and uncover your strength.